The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you, even when much of the media is not. They sure do want you to buy the detergent in the commercials, but they don't necessarily give you anything in the content. And that's why we're here to love, coach, and encourage moms. And I really think this show is going to be a help to you today. Uh, Here's a question. Do you need to be set free from some stuff? To really live and be who you were made to be. Would you like to get to know the woman who can help? She's a little bit famous. She probably wouldn't say so, but I certainly have a lot of fans among my friends who, who really like her. Her name is Rebecca Lyons. She is known for speaking at IF gatherings, uh, being part of Q Ideas, and writing some life-changing books. But most of all, to me, she's a mom who is real about all of it about motherhood, family, faith, living through the stuff that we all face in various ways. So I'm really, really excited to have Rebecca on the show today. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on her, but but stick around because she has a message for you that I think is unique in a way that can set you free from junk uh, like you've never been set free before. And of course, it's not Rebecca. It's God working through her. But but I, I really hope that she's going to be a help and a blessing to you today. Rebecca Lyons is the author of Free Fall to Fly. The subtitle is A Breathtaking Journey Toward a Life of Meaning. And the just released You Are Free, Be Who You Already Are. She's a mother of three, a wife of one. She likes to say I'm a wife of one as well. That's a good thing. And a dog walker of two. I'm also a dog walker of two. She lives in Nashville. And in her writing, Rebecca reveals her own battles to overcome anxiety, depression, and consumer impulses. She's just so bold about being real about who she is and what she's struggling with. And she loves to communicate with readers and, and folks who listen to her speeches. So um, I'm so glad and blessed to have her with Channel Mom. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're glad to have you, girl. All right. So the new book, You Are Free. I have mm-hmm. been enjoying it. I told you before we went on the air that it's like you're writing for me. I'm just older and louder oh. than you are, but it's like you're <laughs> speaking my voice. Um, Love it. Yeah. Well, I'm telling the truth. So let me just read a little bit of, about how you kind of set it up. Okay. Until I began my journey toward freedom, the rules and regulations of legalism were weights that held me hostage. My desire for popularity, for relevance, this was bondage too. But most of all, work was my prison. I believed my value was only as good as my latest accomplishment. And man, am I with you on that. I never stopped hustling. There was always more work worth to be earned. By this type of measuring stick, I'd never be enough. I chased life by the tail and was desperate to keep up. Keeping up became the sin that so easily entangles. But then you write, we were not made to keep up. We were made to be free, to be who we already are. And here's my question for you. How do all the moms that listen to this, 
shut off all the voices of the world that they're getting by comparing on Facebook, by by watching movies, by listening to television, by listening to radio, whatever it is that they're seeing on their screens or, or whatever. How do they give up the measuring stick of the world and turn to God's measuring stick? Mm, such a good question. You know, I think part of it is exactly what you said. It's turning it off, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes we don't realize how much we are bombarded day in and day out by messages that are subconscious to us, but that actually really do affect us deeply. Uh, they, they begin to shape our worldview and change the way we see our own worth, the way we see our, our children's worth. We There is this sense of um, like a lie I believed growing up very much was that I wasn't worthy of love unless I earned it. There was this, and I'm a firstborn type type A control freak, so there is this sense of needing to lean into striving and perfectionism. And I wanted to be known and liked. I think all of us deeply want to be known because God put that in us, to be known first and foremost by Him. But sometimes we we trade that to be to, to a counterfeit of being known in, you know, social media, which always has filters and always looks prettier and isn't always as real as it really is. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's part of it, just giving pause, giving pause and shutting some things down and getting quiet before the Lord, before you can really hear from him on places that he wants to set you free. Yeah, we're in the Lent season, and, and I would consider mm-hmm. challenging, not in a yucky, shameful, guilty way, but challenging some of the moms out there fast on some of this stuff if it's hurting you and if you're feeling competitive and you're feeling like you can't measure up. Look, girl, when I was reading your book, the thing that I kept coming back to, and because it's a place that I'm at right now, is, you know, I, I speak to folks who, who believe in Jesus and people who do not believe in Jesus. And, and I get both crews. I understand them both because I've been in both camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I happen to love Jesus now. And I think, yeah. look, if we if we read the Bible and we really believe it, we really believe that we've been set free and we've been made new and we've been given power and that we're we're loved through eternity and that, you know, just all the things that God says about us and that Jesus says about us in the New Testament. Why don't we live it? And I think that's what well, you're talking about in this book. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think we believe it in our heads, right? I think we've heard it growing up. Some of us, we've memorized the verses, you know, we've done the sword drills. And we've hit his word in our heart, but we actually haven't taken ownership of it. I don't, I think we can know something in our heads, but we don't come to really know it in our hearts to receive it. I mean, I've heard God has loved my whole life and it's taken about the last three years, four years really to know what it's like to, to be kept by his love, to be held in his love, to be filled by his love. And I don't know why. I think I didn't think I was resistant to his love, but really we do when we start to say, I'm still not worthy unless I do all these things to earn and to maintain that love. And if I'm not careful, I have sin and then shame creeps in and I can't show all, show you all those things because you might reject, your love might go away. So we really do think in a conditional love sort of way yeah. because we're human and finite. Yeah. And so part of that makes it hard to believe scripture even though we say we believe it we don't live it in a way that we really come to know it and i think it's the spirit of god shaping and changing our hearts to really come to where we believe it and accept it and receive it and that could be a prayer 
And it's always mm-hmm. a process. I mean, but start praying now that God can bring you to that place of freedom, to really knowing in your heart that he loves you, that you're going to be okay forever. Um, and, and that you're free and, you know, start praying for, for God to help you with that now is what I'm saying to our audience. So we've only got about four minutes left in this segment and we're going to be taking a question from, from a caller in the next segment. I want to make sure we at least cover one last thing in this segment before in the next segment, I want you to get to how you came to that place of surrender and just letting it all go and, and letting God bring you to that new place of openness and freedom and love and hope so that other moms can live where they're meant to live, the place that the person they're meant to be. So, so very, you know, in the next three minutes, you have struggles, you have depression and, and, and anxiety and, and people pleasing. And then to top it all off, you were this, you, I mean, uh, let's be honest, you're a perfect looking person and you seem to have a perfect looking life, but then God gave you a baby that, that didn't fit the, the paradigm of perfection. Now I happen to think he's fabulous and I'm sure you do too, but it didn't fit yeah. the paradigm. So, so tell folks where you were coming from when you had to find freedom, that the pain you were coming from. Right. When I was 26, I had my firstborn son and he was failure to thrive at the very end of 39 weeks and no fluid and had to get him out right away. And I found out six hours after he was born that he had Down syndrome. And so, as you can imagine, entree to motherhood, that was like a left turn, yeah. <laughs> Had didn't see that coming. And I, even in that day, I remember grieving in a way that, like I almost grieved in a way where God felt so near. It, it, was, it was like I invited him in that surrender moment. I invited him into my pain and grief. And it and, you know, looking back, God knew. I remember telling a friend that first year, um, we're praying for Kate to be whole. And my friend said, well, maybe your version of wholeness and God's looks different. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to hear it then, but I can tell you 16 years later now, I mean, Cade is the one, he's the compass in our, in our home. He's the one that passes out hugs like hotcakes. And yeah. I feel the most at peace around him. I feel like I can come as I am and he, He's unconditional in his love to me. I feel joy with him. I mean, he has been one who, you know, has been the best gift to our family. Everyone in our family would say that. And I think God knows what we need sometimes. And what I needed in, in Cade was the ability, when he looks at me with these baby eyes, and say, hey, Mama, are you going to love me for me? Not for what I can do or what I can accomplish. Yeah or what milestones I can meet. And all of a sudden that shatters the performer in me, right? Yeah. It's like God was saying, I wanted to teach you what unconditional love looks like through your firstborn so that you can start to know the fullness of relationship outside of the boundaries of performing or achievement. Yeah, that's so good. And I do, and I don't say this in a patronizing way. I do watch Down syndrome folks and I, and I've had fr- good friends um, that I, I called them good friends who were Down syndrome, you know, had they had Down syndrome. Um, they do have a joy and a nearness to God and, and, and yeah. uh, a grace. And I just think, dang, why do we think they're, they're flawed? I mean, in some ways they're, they're better. And, and so uh, I appreciate that you, that you learned God's lesson in that. You know, I want to say something b- before we go to break that you can just quickly comment on, in, you know, 45 seconds. I, I, I talked to um, two people that remind me of things you're saying. First of all, Michelle Couchat, who's an author, who said she came closest to her God, to her God, to God, in her three times of cancer, and her suffering brought her so close to God. And then second, Ma- Mandy Ariotto, who's the, the president of Mobs, 
says that every woman she meets, almost without fail, says she feels inadequate and like she's not good enough and like she's not doing enough. And you're speaking to that. I mean, 30 seconds. But yes, isn't that what you're speaking to in this? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, meaning comes from three things by Viktor Frankl. He talked about, um, he wrote Man's Search for Meaning. Meaning comes from who you love. Yeah. Um, your work and your bravery and suffering. And I think that third thing, that bravery and suffering, is actually something we share with Christ. And when we say, he says, we are his children, you know, we are his heirs. And as his heirs, we also get to share in his suffering. And nothing will bond you with someone than sharing in pain with them. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. that's what suffering has looked like for us. And yeah. I think it's been beautiful and it does draw us to Jesus. It does. Play this song for you. We'll be right back with Rebecca Lyons, the author of You Are Free. This is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids, but sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our Channel Mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement. Finally, I'd like to hear from all the moms out there. I'd love to hear your mom's story, what you need in your life, your advice, or what you'd like to hear on Channel Mom Radio. Reach out to us at Channel Mom, one word, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And please come support us in our mission to love, coach, and encourage moms. You can come to ChannelMom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So blessed and honored to be talking to Rebecca Lyons. Uh, you know, I actually first saw her in the movie Irreplaceable, which Focus on the Family put out and loved what she had to say there. She's got a brand new book called You Are Free, Be Who You Already Are. I really thought her message would resonate with the moms in our audience. So um, really quick, a little mom applause, which is right here. We like to applaud the moms across America every time that we can. Because, look, you do the most important job on the planet, other than maybe fathering. And, and you're raising the next generation. So if nobody's noticing and nobody's thanking you, we thank you. God bless you for raising your babies well. Okay, we're back with Rebecca, and we're going to right away bring on a caller. Um, Rebecca and I have been talking about freedom and, and how we let go of all the things we hold on to, our past pain and our current pain and, and our image of who we should be and our competition with others and, and just all the disappointment that we have over ourselves. How do we let go of that and just be loved by God and free? She talks all about it in her book, but uh, we have a fan and a friend. Um, who is a friend of mine, who's, who wanted to call in and, and ask Rebecca a question. So welcome to Channel Mom. Kristen, you can go ahead with your question, dear. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Hi. Rebecca. Hi. First, I just wanted to let you know how much I truly enjoyed your talk at the It Gathering a few weeks ago. I really felt like I couldn't jot down my notes fast enough during your segment. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, a few years ago, I read Free Fall to Fly, and I honestly can't wait to get my hands on your free. But my question today is, knowing a bit of your story from Free Fall to Fly, 
what was your turning point? Like what, what broke your chains and took you from being paralyzed with fear to quite literally preaching freedom? And the, the second layer of that question would be, even for someone who might not be to the point of paralysis, how do you suggest that I or, you know, my friend that I'm theoretically talking about would find this sort of freedom? Absolutely. Well, this, the premise of you are free, be who you already are, really has nothing to do with us making ourselves free. And we all know that, right? Like the idea here is that Jesus has already done the work. You know, you think of Revelation twelve eleven. it's uh, the enemy is bound by two things. It's Christ's blood and our story. And I think Jesus looks at us often and says, hey, I did my part. You know, is there an ability for us to walk in freedom? And so for me, I had panic disorder in New York, and we write about that some in Free Fall to Fly. And I describe a moment Mm -hmm. a year in where I have another panic attack at 3 in the morning, like so many nights before. And then mid-panic attack, I clench my husband's arm. He begins to pray. I don't have any voice. And then all of a sudden, God like the Spirit of God comes upon me, and I raise my arm, and I just said, rescue me. Deliver me. I cannot do this without you. And in the moment, right then, my body broke and the panic was gone. I didn't have language for healing, you know. I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't have called it that at the time. You know, when you're sick, you only see, you only see inward. You only see the pain and the problem. But when you begin a healing journey, you start to, I start, I stepped out of my apartment that next day and I started to see women in New York City, my friends, gripped in fear just like me. And, and the panic disorder faded after that. It really did. I mean, there would still be times where I'd feel anxious, but the control and, and, and the oppression of that, kind of the gripping fear, because God says, you know, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. You know, I've given you power and love and a sound mind. And I, right. and I kept having to go, like, if this is true, anxiety became my fancy word for fear. And I would carry it around like a pack on my back, and I would claim the identity, like, Oh, I have panic disorder. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, I have depression. And I always like label myself by my brokenness. And God had to get in the middle of it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you believe that I'm, that I'm real? One, do you believe that I care and that I see you too? And three, are you willing to invite me into this mess? And that was humbling for me. It required confession. And that's when I said, please, yes. I think sometimes in the church, we carry our brokenness. And we get so accustomed to it. I call it in this You Are Free book. We wear it like ankle weights, and then we slowly decorate the weights, and then we, and then we celebrate. And then the worst is that we take on their identity. And so we then start to label our, ourselves by our brokenness instead of who we are in our wholeness, who is. Um, you know, it says in Scripture, you are no longer fearful slaves. You are sons and daughters of God. So even when we don't believe that in the moment, um, we have to get on our face with these passages and say, I am wrestling with this this truth that I believe on these pages because I'm not feeling it or experiencing it in my everyday life. Would you, God, please start to show me how to walk out and be free? And that's what we do. We invite him in. And it's God who breaks our chains. He, He breaks the fear. He breaks the yoke. You know, it says the perfect law of Christ sets us free from the power of sin and death. And so when I say be who you already are, it's about Jesus has already done the work. Let's invite him into the middle of the mess and watch him transform us from the inside out. Yeah. Amen. Hey, Kristen, Kristen, my my nickname for her in the world of where we're trying to, to embrace our imperfections, my nickname for 
Kristen is Miss America. So, so you're going to have to drop that title, Kristen. Yeah. Hey, girl, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Okay, so, so let's go here in the last four minutes. You want to talk okay. about the last chapters of your book that really have resonated with women. Two quick things yeah. occur to me, and I want you to dive in. What if okay. women who are listening to you today think, well, she was healed. I can't be. I don't know how to let go and let God. I don't know how to invite right. him in. What if I'm not, you know, what if somebody's not healed of their cancer? What if somebody's not healed of their anxiety? Right. Whatever. H- right. How do they get hope? And you also right. say that meaning follows surrender. So, so, so right. surrender is the key in all this. So, so talk yes. about your last chapters yes. in the next three or four minutes. You know, I have a chapter called Free to Ask. And what I say there is we're not responsible for the healing, but we are responsible for the asking. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we just begin there where we just are willing to surrender our way of solving our own problems and just saying, hey, what I've done up to this point doesn't seem to be working. I, I seem to be kind of, you know, on a hamster wheel of defeat. Yeah. Um, I'm committing to come before the throne every morning and just invite you in and ask you to do what only you can do. It might not look like a healing in a way that we see it. It might look like... um a healing journey. You know, for me, this book really was an inner healing journey where, where I said, you know, please God heal my heart. I didn't even realize uh, that I was performing or achieving or comparing or copying from a place of wounding. So partly like it's God who even reveals the, the deeper things to sometimes our anxiety or our depression. Sometimes there's a heart healing below all that that needs to come to the surface and you cannot heal what is hidden. So later um, in the book, I write about free to grieve, free to be weak, free to rest, free to wait, free to begin again. You know, I think there's so much permission in the surrender by saying, Lord, I, I can't see what's around the bend, but I trust that you have something there and that you're working it for good and that you're faithful to do that. And it doesn't have to be something I understand right now that's tangible, but I want to walk with you. I want to wait on you. I want to rest in you. I want to be filled with your strength in the middle of my weakness. And just that relationship alone, you know, Jesus is, he brings us peace because he is the Prince of Peace. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And all of a sudden, by just saying, I want to be up close to you so that you can offer me who you already are, then that will start to transform my heart from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, it's really the greatest gift. And I, and I think to the secular culture, they, they, they really struggle with the concept of God being in us, of Jesus, the Holy Spirit being in us. But gosh, if we believe that, oh my, it's mm-hmm. complete. I mean, what, that's the best gift ever to have the God right. of the universe living inside of you to give you peace and hope and love right. and, and, and eternity. I mean, it, oh, right. it, it's such a, it's a such strong message. I wanted to just say that your last right. chapters do talk about being free to grieve, being free to weak, be, be weak, being free to be brave, being free to be, mm-hmm. you know, all of it, the, the stuff that we need as women. Um, yeah. we only have about th- three minutes left, but did you, I felt like you needed to say one last little thing. Yes. Well, you know what? I think, you know, it is hard for the world to sometimes understand, like, what does faith look like? How can we trust a God beyond ourselves? And I, my response is, how could we not? Um, if we don't have somewhere outside of our own strength, our own power um, to cry out to, to call on, you know, it says, call upon the Lord while he is near. Um, he is an ever-present help in the moment of trouble. And when we talk about healing, to me, healing isn't like, in a moment. It's a journey. Like yeah. while something might have happened in that moment, 
to say that I'm never gripped with anxiety wouldn't be true. I mean, the enemy comes back around and around and around, you know, there's a fiery dart. He goes after our vulnerability. And so I don't know that I will never struggle with anxiety because that's not true. I still do. I still have moments where it flashes out of nowhere. I'll have depression where it flashes out of nowhere. It's not about what comes against us. It's about what we believe in the moment that we are afflicted. And that's when we cry out. And that's when we just say, Jesus, I, I know that what you have done is greater than what I'm feeling right now. And I, am, and I ask for you to give me rescue or deliverance. I ask you to help me even now in this moment of trouble. And when we get into that rhythm with him where it's an ongoing dialogue that never ends, then, then the healing tomorrow will look even further than the healing today. It's, it's something that we can walk with him yeah. in arm in arm and just say, take me the way you want me to go. Yeah. I don't want to arrive and then not need you anymore. I want to need you now and forever (laughs) with whatever days I have left. Absolutely. Draw my heart close to you in the process. It's huge stuff. I mean, I wish we had four hours. But but, (laughs) but if people want to call, you've got a freedom challenge. You're doing a tour with Ann Voskamp about freedom. You speak for the If Gathering. You've got the Q ideas going. And you've got this brand new book, You Are Free. If people want to find you, Rebecca, how do they do it? You know, RebeccaLyons.com. Or youarefreebook.com if they want to sample chapter or re- watch the video about the book, get a little more context. Um, okay. But RebeccaLyons.com kind of has all those other things on there as well. Awesome. You're a blessing. My, my best oh, to, to you. your husband, Gabe, and to your three beautiful children. And uh, thank you for being on Channel Mom. We're, we're so blessed to have you. Thank you so much. All right. It's my joy. Oh, thank you. I love the message. I was thinking this morning, if all I gave, because I was thinking about all the things I had to accomplish, if all I was was just peace for my family, if I just let God's peace go through me, that's all I did with my life was just be the peaceful person. You know, so thank you, sweetie. I just. Well, I always say blanket me with your peace. Like you're the prince of peace. You are peace. Yeah. So show me your peace. Like, yeah. don't give me my peace because it'll probably be lame, but yeah. I want your peace because it's perfect. <laughs> Amen. Amen, sister. So, hey, well, I, we appreciate again. you. Sure. Hey, if you want to help us, go to channelmom.com. We'd be so blessed to have you come alongside our nonprofit. God bless you, mamas. Have a great weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us. To put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.